When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we're under the A to Z Sports umbrella. So go make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is so number 166, the Steve McNair scramble, the play before one yard short would have been held in higher regard in Super Bowl history than David Tyree's helmet catch if Kevin Dyson hadn't come up one yard short of Sodes. Now that's a take I can get behind. Who sent that one in? That one comes via a, a massive Tupper in the Tupper game, Eldon English. Oh, strike one, one, three, a guy who always delivers the best post podcast recaps via Twitter. If you're not following at strike one, one, three, and you're a listener of this podcast, you should, because he's always hitting us with just fantastic bullet point recaps of the sode. So if you want like a really good in-depth look into what you're getting with each sode, yeah, he's your guy. Yeah. While we're talking about Eldon, um, Tupper of the Week Award. Go ahead and hang another one on your mantle, Eldon, because he's the only one who sent in a Mayo Marg video. And it wasn't like it wasn't the the jarred mayonnaise either. It was that that Hellman's that squirt top. Ooh. Oh, and it looked horrific. I mean, it was horror movie stuff. And, so he uh, did it. He did it. Oh yeah. No, he he drank it. He drank it. Oh, I did. I have not on, seen this video yet. I have to see it. It's this. on our Twitter at Titan. Oh my Up. word, he did. Oh my gosh. I'm seeing and it now. Uh, heinous would probably be the only word I can use to describe his actions, but you know, you know, do you know what, dude, that we said, we said Tupper of the year, you, you get it hands down. Well, freaking done. Eldon English. I can't believe I'm just now seeing this. This is, it's painful to watch. I, I, it's I watched disgusting it. I showed, to I watch, of, but I showed some of my friends it and we all agreed that it was absolutely um, disgusting, but also awesome. Because we're putting mayonnaise in everything now. Will Levis is the future. Everyone agrees. Uh, not everyone. Uh, Cinco de Mayo. Uh, de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. Uh, well, well done, freaking Eldon. Just phenomenal. Awesome check stuff. out our Twitter page at Tighten Up Pod to check that video. And we need to throw that up on Instagram, too. Yeah, we'll get it up there. Um, and, uh, okay. So, uh, Jack. Uh, we've got a, we got a, we got a big show today. Got, we got some things to get into. You may be like, what is there to get into? Literally is nothing going on. It's in that awkward post draft pre rookie mini camp time. No, no, no. We have found some stuff. Okay. Cause that's what we do. We do our digging and we find some great content to get into talking Titans with you. Um, I will say, uh, we are recording early. 
this week, uh, a little bit earlier than we normally do in our in our Tuesday window, which almost all but guarantees a Tuesday night or Wednesday afternoon news dump, mm -hmm. uh, meaning Jack and I will probably have to circle back later tonight or something. <laughs> uh, that's usually how this works. But we're trying to get this done early and um, and get you guys a really good sode for this week. So, uh, Jack, before we get into all of it, let's first get a word from our friends at Relax the Back. We love talking about Relax the Back, and they've got an awesome sale going on on Mother's Day. So if you need to get your mother a present, your significant other a present, yourself a present, check out Relax the Back. They've got micro-percussion massagers for $99 on sale. They'll help prevent that muscle soreness after a, a tough workout. They've got neck massagers. They've got wedge pillows to help keep you upright and comfortable. They've got sleep sound therapy machines with Bluetooth if you need that white noise to help fall asleep, they've got a foot massager if you've got foot pain. All different kinds of stuff to help you live better, feel better, work better, sleep better every single day. So go check them out. They're at 2020 Glen Echo Road in Nashville, Tennessee. It's right across the road from the Green Hills Regal Movie Theater. If you're unable to get there in person, you don't live in Middle Tennessee, it's not a big deal. You can still check them out online at stores.relaxtheback.com slash Nashville and start feeling better today. When you go in with your mother... Make sure to tell them that A to Z Sports sent you. With all that said, let's talk Titan. I hear the train a coming. It's rolling around the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since. I don't know when. I'm sucking what is up, Flameheads? Welcome into the Tighten Up Podcast. Today is May 10th, 2023. Happy birthday to my dad. And uh, let's go ahead and start with the most pressing topic when it, as it pertains to the Tennessee Titans this week. The thing that all Titans fans are talking about. The one name that is on the tip of everyone's tongue. And that is Morgan Wallen. <laughs> Whiskey glasses. <laughs> what, what's another one? Uh, uh, I'm just trying, trying to find something you proof. Yeah, there you go. See, yeah, your your country, your country radio. So you yeah, we it. play them all the time. What about last night? We let the liquor talk. Somebody trying to tell anybody said it. We said it all. Oh, hey, whoa, whoa, uh, whoa! We're not we're not singing his songs this week, though, are we? Uh well, neither is he. Because moments before we took to this podcast, Morgan Wallen announced via a video on social media that he is postponing the at very least the next six weeks of his tour. Now this is a this is a massive tour. This is a guy who was like doing like small theaters and small venues just a couple of years ago. Then he gets canceled and somehow his streaming numbers go up even higher. And then he uh he comes back and he's doing a, his first tour since getting like canceled a stadium tour, which is just absolutely wild. Yeah. He's playing here in Chicago. He's playing two nights at Wrigley. Um, I think uh, in Nashville, is he playing? Where's he playing in Nashville? Not totally sure, but I know he just got out of Oxford. Um, I had a bunch of friends go, try, which try he canceled. And, we'll try and go. Yeah. He canceled minutes before taking the stage in Oxford. And yeah. He, he said, let all his openers play and yeah, they shut it down. He said it was uh, uh voice issues. And, uh, and, and, 
But then it, then there were like some rumors like, oh, was it just because he got too drunk in Oxford? Apparently he was out very late the night before. All, all hearsay, of course, and allegedly. And he um, uh, th- there were rumors that, you know, the security guard there was saying was telling someone on TikTok that, yeah, he, he was just you should have seen him like two minutes ago. He was like he was just back here. It was incredibly drunk and he could barely even stand. And that's why he canceled his show. And but now he's canceling. He's postponing the rest of his or at least the next six weeks of his tour. So why are we talking about freaking Morgan Wallen? Well, because Morgan Wallen just played Jacksonville, a little county in Florida called Duval County. Ugh, gross. Disgusting. And he played at the uh, the house that Derrick Henry built, and and the he, house that the mice have moved into since. Yeah, we had the the house that Derrick Henry built, but the the rats currently live in. Um, it's it is a um, he he went out onto the stage, and well, you know what? I'm just gonna let you hear from Morgan Wallen. This is what Morgan Wallen had to say at his concert in Jacksonville. Okay, a um, couple of thoughts on this one, Jack. Oh, yeah, let's get it. Quote, the Tennessee Titans been pissing me off, so I might just become a Jaguars fan. Um, If you're a Tennessee Titans fan, first of all, it comes with the territory that this franchise pisses you off, all right? It is... Jack and I, if you'll subscribe to this podcast, which we suggest that you do, rate, review, subscribe, give us four and a half stars, give Buck point five stars. Um, you know that like no one is more annoyed and pissed off at the Tennessee Titans than us, like like than than Titans fans well, than you right now, especially well, yeah. me. Me, <laughs> yeah. I I feel the highs over override the lows for me, so I I try and stay as positive as I can. But look, sure. Of course, they've had some down years, some tough decision making that's that's made me mad in the, in the past. But I don't want to. We talked about the uh, you know Morgan Wallen's a, a diehard Vols fan too. I, I feel like he could his fe- his feathers could be ruffled from them passing on Hinton Hooker and going to get Levis. But we spent so much time on that last week. I don't want to continue. I don't want to go back down that same road. But yeah, like this this is weak. This is this is a weak move from Morgan Wallen. Don't do it in Duval County. I know you want to get the the fans riled up. But, oh man, I don't know that that didn't that didn't come off good to me. If you threaten to join a division rival, and yeah, again, again, it's showmanship. It's like, oh, look, he's playing the stadium. He's got to appease to the home fans. Okay, yeah, that's what he did when he when he did the whole Duval. Like that's what you guys say down here, right? And that that gets some cheers and some woos. You don't have to then double down and hit with, yeah, my team's been pissing me off. So I'm th- that'd be like, look, Morgan Wallen, massive Tennessee Vols fan. That'd be like him saying, like, going to Tuscaloosa and being like, yeah, Vols been pissing me off. So I'm going to become a Bama fan. You don't do that, dude. <laughs> also, what a slap in the face to Jags fans just by saying that. It's like, oh, the Titans 
have been pissing you off? The team that's won the division a couple years, you know, the, the team that just missed the playoffs for the first time in like five or six years. Yeah. They're and pissing he, you off. Welcome to my life. We pick in the top three every single year, dude. Right. And even, even, even the, like to lose out on the playoffs last year took a historic collapse just to miss out on the playoffs. So like, yeah, it, life has been pretty good for Titans fans over the last couple of years. I'll be at the last eight games or seven games. Uh, it is. I, yeah, I am. Look to me, probably the second most offensive thing Morgan Wallen has ever said. <laughs> yeah. That number one spot's tough to beat, but it, it is interesting. <laughs> it, it is interesting how he canceled immediately after going to Duval. Cause like, you don't you usually want to go out on a high, but I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. Did did he eat like a concession stand hamburger? Did he eat like a hot yeah. dog from the concession stand? Did he eat like a you know you know chicken tender that ended up being like a mouse tender because they've got mice all over the place there? All I'm saying is, you threaten to become a Jaguars fan, and uh, I find it to be no coincidence that you end up uh, having to cancel your next few weeks of shows after that, you know, because of uh, voice box problems. I, you know, it's I. I to me, I, I I don't know. I feel like Morgan Wallen. Um, if if you have to say that you're going to become, you know, threatened to join a division rivals team, then you were never truly a fan in the first place. There, I said it. All right. I think if you if you're a Titans fan and you threaten to join becoming a Jaguars fan. I think you deserve a Derrick Henry stiff arm right to the vocal cords, mm -hmm. right to the speaker box. Just, <laughs> ah, oh, eh, oh, eh. you know, like where you have to like, kind of like you start choking you right know, in the windpipe, like, right in the windpipe, you know, just ah, right there. Well, if he ever needs to, you know, some help to figure out life after Jacksonville and how to like get back to a regular you know, lifestyle routine. He can always just call up um, Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer, or he could, or he could just join like a a national TV booth immediately, right after. Who, who has, uh, who is? Do you think has made more people upset after Jacksonville, Urban Meyer, or Morgan Wallen? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a good question. At least Morgan Wallen didn't like go kick Je Josh Lambeau in warmups or anything. I don't know. Urban Meyer, I think it was it was more of like a celebratory leave that he took after he was fired. Morgan Wallen, it's like people people want to pack stadiums for Morgan Wallen go see him. That's that, true. That, that's Urban, a good point. Urban Meyer was never packing stadiums in Jacksonville. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. He's packing bars after them. Yeah. But, uh... yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, the now speak now from Morgan Wallen. Um, to uh another uh, another night out on the town i guess i should say the uh the the rookies the titans rookies had a little rookie bonding moment do you see this at top yeah, very, golf very cute i liked it yeah went 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 golfing rookie uh they got rookie mini camp of course this weekend that kicks off we're going to have amy wells from the titans and uh their official podcast otp uh joining us next week but um, not to be confused with urban meyer once again Amy Wells and Urban Meyer. Oh no, I was I was saying OTP. Oh, <laughs> yes, not to be confused with uh, Urban Meyer yet again. Um, no, so um, Will Levis 
freaking great golfer. Uh, literally, the Titans posted a video of him just launching a ball, which looked like it may have cleared the netting at Top Golf. It just absolutely crushed it, which is good news. The fact that he's uh, good at golf coming to play uh, in January would, would be my guess. Oh, come on, Austin. One bad year. One bad year and you're doing this. You're doing golf one bad jokes. One bad year followed by, in my opinion, and I know I'm even more on an island with this take, especially after like time has passed. Cause I know people have come around to the idea, but I still think that was a horrific draft by the Tennessee Titans. But, but like he, we, it, we've gone over it. Like you can't really come to a conclusion. That's you can't deem that an accurate you, take. No. Or not. Yeah, no, you can't. Played. And that's, and, and honestly, that's the beauty of it. I could say this draft sucks and we'll never know for five more years. <laughs> and by that point, we'll have forgotten and we've been, we'll have moved on to the most pressing topic of the day in Twitter, uh, Titans, Twitter land, you know, like that is like, which 39 so year old receiver removed. out there fits best in Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. By that point, uh, let me see here. It'll probably be someone like, um, like uh, Devonte Adams when he turns like after his 44th birthday or something, you know, come yeah. on down. Yeah, we'll be like, uh, we'll be like, finally, we got Sterling Shepard on the team. <laughs> It'll be like pushing forty years old. Kenny Galladay, yes, this is exactly what we needed in twenty eighteen. Look, are the Titans back? They got, they got Mike Evans, who now goes by Michael Evans. He's so old. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's gonna happen again. I mean, it's inevitable. But- it is. It is. But yeah, so part of the draft class that's, uh, well, I mean, I guess, you know, the main character in this draft class is Will Levis and, um, which, which I will it's impacted say someone, the, um, the, uh, ESPN's Mike Tannenbaum said that Will Levis was named his favorite pick of the 2023 NFL draft. Mike Tannenbaum has just been saying some wild shit. Excuse my language. I mean, no. he's wow. he's been yeah. saying, he's been off the walls just saying everything. He was the one saying that Hinton Hooker would be picked third overall. He said, uh, quarterback Will Levis to the Tennessee Titans at number 33. The Titans have had their uh, heir apparent to quarterback Ryan Tannehill, and there is no rush to play him. Learning from Tannehill for a year is the ideal situation for Levis to develop. He threw 23 interceptions the past two seasons and still has to work on his game, which I think is is very, very fair. Um, I, I, I think it's just one of those things where the Titans are being praised for the Levis pick. Because you had a guy who every talking head thought was going to go top 10 minimum. And he falls to the second round and the Titans get him. And yeah. they, 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 and now people are viewing the Titans like they got a steal in this draft. But they also viewed that same, they gave us the, those same opinions last year with Malik Willis. And we, and we all know how that experiment oh, no. turned out. I mean, I, it's comparable because they drafted a quarterback that slipped, but like the Titans, I don't think the, the Titans, Titans were really considered Malik Willis until the back end of that third round when they traded up. Like there were reports from Daniel Jeremiah that the Titans made three phone calls to try and trade back into the first round with uh, New York, Buffalo, and Kansas City. Uh, Jim Ursay said if Anthony Richardson was taken, it, it, it would have been Levis for them. But like it's not just the Titans who seem to value Will Levis you know, fairly high, but I mean, it, again, it, 
All it takes is one team. But it seemed like the Titans, you know, thought of him as a first-round pick and were willing to give up more than what they gave up in just that third-round pick to go get him if they were going to trade back into the first round. Yeah, but Malik Willis was one of those guys where people were were thinking, could he go in the first round? Could he be one of those, like, surprise yeah. quarterback draft picks? And then when he did fall and the Titans, for some inexplicable reason, traded up to draft him, they uh, they were they were highly praised for it. They were wow. The Titans got they they got their guy. They got the heir apparent to Ryan Tannehill. Different players, but like it felt like Willis last year was close to Richardson this year. He didn't he didn't test as well as Richardson did at the combine, but you know he was doing all the right things, saying all the right things. You know, showing off hey, that big that, arm of his. Gave that homeless guy his his clothes outside I, of the combine. Exactly, I remember that, and, and like it just felt. Like his stock was going up and up and up and up. And yeah. then the draft comes and he keeps falling down and down and down and down into the Titans lap. But the reason why we're talking about Malik Willis this week is because of something his quarterbacks coach said after they drafted Levis. Now, obviously, Titans fans know this. You had to add somebody. You had to add a quarterback this offseason. I mean, we saw that Willis wasn't ready. Josh Dobbs is up in Cleveland now. So he's not coming back, at least until they practice squad him and the Titans go get him again. But there was a, it, it was necessary to bring in an, some some new blood in that quarterback room, especially you know one of the top quarterbacks in this draft. At least that's what draft experts and draft analysts uh, believed. But Mal- Malik Willis is quarterback coach, and I'll get into this here, Austin. Sean Ma- Sean McAvoy, he spends time in the offseason training with Malik Willis, both mentally and physically. He's He's trying to get Willis ready to take that next step, whether that's, you know, with his footwork, with reading defenses, whatever, accuracy, timing, all that important stuff that NFL starting quarterbacks need to have down. Malik Willis didn't really show hardly any of that when he took over the reins last year. And he, again, Titans weren't planning on playing Malik Willis. They, they, they If they would have preferred, they had it their way. Uh, Malik Willis wouldn't have taken a snap last year. But... Anyways, Sean McAvoy, Willis's quarterback coach, said some inter- interesting things about the the Levis pick. I mentioned how he said, you know, he understands why they added a guy, but perhaps the most interesting thing that he said, and I'll get to it after this quote here, he, he told actually Uncle Nick Suss of the Tennessean, quote, the promising piece was realizing the things that maybe held you back from playing at a higher level are the easiest things to fix, he told Nick Suss. Something like that, the timing and footwork, that's a repetition game. That's a 10,000 hours thing. Get your 2,000 reps a day of doing the footwork over and over and over until it becomes automatic and you don't think about it. Willis, obviously at Liberty, probably wasn't you know coached to do these things in that backyard Hugh Freeze offense, throw it around and just watch your receiver take off to the end zone. And Willis, you know, he led the FBS in rushing yards in a season. He he was Mr. Do Everything for the Liberty Flames. But it didn't seem to carry over last year. And you know, McAvoy, when he was talking to Nick Suss, said there's a couple ways of looking at it, um, but he said this, uh, and, and I'll quote him. I think it's like getting news that you didn't want. I think that's the best way to look at it, McAvoy said after Levis was drafted. You knew there was a possibility they were going to take a quarterback either in the first round or the first three rounds. If you're basing on what you last saw, Malik in December, that was a guy that the coaches perceived wasn't ready to play. So if you're looking forward at the quarterback room, there's no, we're definitely sure 100% locked in with him guy. So I think it makes sense to add another person in that room. Austin, just off those first two things, what do you take away? And then uh, we'll get into the 
the bombshell here. I mean, it's like one of those things where it's, you've you've got to you you never you want to take this all with massive grains of salt because this is again someone speaking on behalf of Malik Willis. He's in his camp, it, right? Is Malik thinking these things? Probably. Is he saying them? No, he is not. So, like, we can't like hold anything that is said by anyone in his quote unquote camp against Malik because we know look Malik is going to take the high road if he was asked these same exact questions and he kind of answers every question the same Malik Willis and he's the nicest guy seems like the best dude he says yeah oh, right. I'm just happy to be here I'm blessed to be here I'm blessed to be in this position and that's all you're going to hear from Malik Willis I've always had the same stance on Malik I want him to be great I want him to be same. I I would I would love for him to be this franchise's like future coming of uh Steve McNair, you know, like we, 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 you know, it's easy to make that comp, you know, yeah, an athletic though, quarterback. Looking back and, on it, weren't those so unfair for him though? Oh, extremely. McNair just was like a completely how, different player coming out of Alcorn than than Willis was out of Liberty. Just like how people expect Traylon Burks to be AJ Brown, like it's it's a completely unfair comp, but it's it with such a young franchise, we're we don't we don't have much to pull from. So, uh, you know, when you see a a young athletic quarterback from a smaller school, you automatically think Steve McNair and um, huge arm athlete. Yeah, right. And so, you know, is it fair? No, not at all fair to Malik Willis. But uh, with that said, like, I I want this guy to become that. I think very early on, it, it was clear that it wasn't that because, I mean, Steve McNair came out his rookie season and, and, and made an impact on the Houston Oilers franchise. Malik Willis, it's, it, there's a learning curve there for sure. And it's, it's going to take some time. And yeah, you know, he, he talks about the 10,000 hours. Thing. I like I mean, that. Your 2000 reps to, to do that. And that's, I, I, I agree with that. I do think, I don't think we need to close the, the book on Malik Willis, but I do think that, we're on the final pages unless he can hit us with a to be continued or a choose your own adventure that takes us back previously into the book to where we can read even more. Because right now it just it from what we've read out of this book, it hasn't been it hasn't been very enticing and it hasn't been anything that can say, hey, he's going to put this franchise in a place to win and have success for years to come. The outlook has totally shifted from this offseason to last offseason, where last offseason it seemed like there was no sense of urgency. Take your time, Malik Willis. Get better on your own time. We'll wait for you. Now it's, okay, well, you better show us something this offseason or else you could probably be cut here. You know, it, it, that's that's the position he's in. They turned up the heat on him. It was kind of a kick in the butt by drafting Will Levis. But this is what McAvoy said that has uh, definitely raised some eyebrows around Nashville. But quote, everyone's clear that the big issue late in the season was that they didn't feel like he was where they needed him to be to start those last couple of weeks. Malik just looks at himself there. Obviously, there's other factors that contribute to how ready a quarterback is, but all Malik is worried about is what he did do and what he can do better and just making sure that's never a situation that happens again. I think the learning piece for Malik is understanding it's different now. It's more important that you're on time executing the offense the way a guy with less ability to an extent would do. It's almost like he needs to play more like Logan Woodside than Malik Willis at certain times. 
Wow, a Logan Woodside. Look, just when we thought we had killed off Logan Woodside, the the Titans cockroach, there he is, scampering into our kitchen again. Just right there. Hey, <laughs> it's <laughs> the lights turn on and he starts to scatter. I a Logan Woodside blast. That's got to be the first time anyone said, you know what? I need to play more like Logan Woodside play. And is that setting the bar too low? <laughs> is that like, you know, like, oh, I really want to be a good actor. I hope one day I could be as good as Steve Zahn. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to Steve Zahn. <laughs> Logan Woodside was that that bookmark that you somehow had in your like bedside table for like from since middle school. And you're just too lazy to to replace it or go out and get a new bookmark. Like it, it just for some reason you use it in every single book you read. It doesn't move. It's still dirty. It's kind of gross looking, but there's really no sense of urgency. There's no need to go out and get a new one because it look. It's just a bookmark. It's just a backup quarterback. You know, it's not like it's not like it's ever going to come in, into like a significant role in your in your life. But right. they, they did that by eventually going out and getting the shinier. At least what people thought to be. Was the shinier, more impressive, the "Hey, look at me" bookmark, and uh, that's that's gotten bent up and and, and kind of gotten some water on it and, and all that kind of stuff since then with Malik Willis's development and how long it's kind of taken him to to turn that corner. But here we are, and it's it seems like it's now or never for, for Malik Willis. The Logan Woodside thing, I, I think that really all that actually means is just like learning how to run a pro offense. It's more of a mental, I think, a mental comparison than it is to be like, wow, I need to be like Logan Woodside and throw like four yard comeback routes. Yeah. You know, I, 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 we need to be a better band. We need to be a better band. Let, you know what? We need to be more like Alien Ant Farm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, look, Hinder has lips of an angel. We need, we need a song like that to really get us going. Jack, you and I need to be a better podcast. I think we just really need to focus on becoming like F words pod. <laughs> just mediocrity in its finest. Just reading <laughs> athletic scores for four hours. Just, yeah, just that. But at the pharmacy, because <laughs> uh, they're our sponsor. <laughs> That's a good partnership, by the way. I'm I'm on board with. That. I know. I'm. A, I am a little jealous of that one. I wish, man. I just wish I was in Nashville just so I could eat the pharmacy. I would. I would pay bird. for every meal. I would pay them for to be their sponsor. Um. I. It is. It is good. Yeah. The the Malik Wills thing. I mean. Yeah. He's entering camp as QB two. Let let's let there's severe uh, finger quotes around QB two when QB2 we two B say that. We'll call him QB2B. Yeah, to be or not to be. That literally is the question for Malik Willis coming this offseason. And I, I mean, yeah, when all is, when camp is settled and when the dust is clear, it's going to be Ryan Tannehill number one. It's going to be Will Levis number two. And it's going to be Malik Willis number three, maybe dressing out. Well, actually, did they change that rule in the offseason that you can now I think dress a third quarterback? I think you can protect a certain amount of guys on your practice squad from getting poached, which is, if it's true, which I think it is, I think Malik Willis would probably be one of those designated guys. Uh, that's that's a tricky rule. We're we're not really. This isn't a, a rule podcast, 
really. So yeah, this is we where go. we come up short. You got it. The emergency quarterback rule seems set to return. So the NFL adopted a 46 man active roster beginning with the 2011 season it has uh, previously been 45 players dressing for games in exchange for the additional helmet. However, the league removed the right for teams to dress a third quarterback without it counting against the active roster. So it does count against the active roster. Yeah, the, the 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 league removed the right for teams to dress a third quarterback with so it does count man there's so many negatives in this. Okay, well, hang on. I'm going to read this again. In exchange for the additional helmet, the league removed the right for teams to dress a third quarterback without it counting against the active roster. Yeah, and here's what happened. So you can with- you can dress a third quarterback without accounting against the active roster. Yeah, but if if you're a team, you know how practice squad players are available to be signed. If you're a team in need of a quarterback like the Titans were last year when Josh Dobbs was on the Lions practice squad, I think it was, in order to go out and get that guy, he has to be placed on the, the active roster. So if somebody wanted to steal Malik Willis, they'd have to put him at QB2. And I don't know that anyone really... I mean, there there may be a couple teams. We I remember the Steelers being high on him in the draft process, but I I don't know. I don't I don't know that there's a team out there that would do that. But that that's the risk you you got to take if you're Rand Carthon, Mike Vrabel, that three headed monster with uh, Chad Brinker up there as well. Is it this worth is... risking losing him by not dressing him out, or do you really need that fifty third spot? This is going to sound mean. I intend for it to sound funny, but it's probably going to sound mean. Are we really worried that someone's going to try and take Malik Willis? I, I mean, I'm not. As long as as long as Will Levis has a solid training camp, I, I don't think that that would be a big worry of mine. I um I I look mad respect to Titans Twitter to everyone who's been sharing all of the um Will Levis highlights over the last week and a half. You feel the, better? Check out this throw. Check out. It's like, look, I've always said. I've always said I think Will Levis is a is a solid guy. I think he's got the build and the skill set of a Blaine Gabbert, but I I think he's I think he's going to be a a decent pro. That comparison is just, just not going to sit well with Titans fans. I mean, I I know you're a Missouri I, it, guy. That I, that's how I feel. It doesn't sit well with me. I I don't I don't love. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I don't think Will Levis is this this godsend at quarterback. Jay and I Cutler, think Titans, if you will. I, yeah, yes, he's no Jay Cutler, and, and I think Titans fans are going to be very quickly frustrated. I mean, if if you freaking if if Titans fans are turned off by what Ryan Tannehill did over the last two and a half years, then I think they're going to be extremely turned off by the 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 mistakes and the the um and just the issues Will Levis has in quarterback. Again, I think now he's, I think he's fine, but I but I also I where I. Where my biggest gripe with Will Levis is not with Will Levis, the player. My biggest gripe with that draft pick was the fact that you had glaring needs and you did not even you. I mean, you hell you aside from a Colton Dowell, you didn't address one of your biggest glaring needs. And it is it continues to be a glaring need. I lay awake at night thinking about that wide receiver room and how the talent is only slightly better than the talent I had in the wide receiver room on my flag football team in college. <laughs> That's actually something we should have talked about pre-show because Mike Clay, ESPN's NFL guy, 
he put out his rankings for, you know, he ranked each one of the 32 NFL teams wide receiver units. Oh gosh. That's where do you, where do you just where do you think the Titans ranked? I will say 38th. <laughs> I think other teams have backup units, practice squad units that are better than the Titans. They ranked 32nd, dead last. Uh, of course. Of course they did. I that that wasn't even looking at it on paper is so much worse, too. It's because he listed the the, the top five guys for every team. If you if you if you actively write down the Titans wide receiver names it on a sheet of paper and you look at them, you, I have a phone number you should call. Okay? Yeah, and it's the eye doctor because your your eyes are going to start bleeding. Oh, actually, I was going to say it was the suicide hotline because uh, oh, that oh is self harm, and it is you do not deserve that. No one deserves that. Okay, the Titans. Uh, the the top five guys, I'll just read them off real quick because, I mean, like even still looking at it, even I, like I wrote two stories about this, and it still is just like surprising to me that it's this bad. Traylon Burks one, NWI our wide receiver two, as he should be forever and always. Kyle Phillips three, Chris Moore, Racy McMath. That is that's a group that that just Racy McMath, and and I know he's been a Titan mm, for the last two sick. seasons. Sounds like he's made up. He sounds like a made-up character that you would create in your Madden create a franchise. Player. Yeah. Oh, uh, what should we call this guy? Let's call, him, uh, let's call him Racy McMath. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, I, it's, it's been a tough go for him. Hopefully, I mean, I know he had that significant injury. Hopefully, he can bounce back. But, like, still, even if he does, he's the six-round pick, and he's probably behind Chris Moore, Kyle Phillips, NWI, like, I, there's just not a guy here where you're you, you, you like game plan around outside. Of, I mean, Burks well, when he's healthy should be that guy. Burks showed a lot of flashes last year. I think that he can develop into a number one wide receiver. I mean, just the catch he made when he got knocked out. Who was that against? I forgot. The Eagles. The Eagles. That was like a okay. Traylon Burks is real. Traylon Burks is legit now. Oh, Traylon. He was going to have a is- big game that game. He was on track to which would have been huge for Titans fans because you had AJ versus Burks. You were still going to get beat by 30 points, but at least Burks would put up 130 receiving yards. Traylon Burks is going to be a dog. He's going to be a weapon. He's going to be a guy that that does a lot of exciting things for the Titans. Is he a number one? In my opinion, I don't think so. I think and he can be. I think he maybe can be, but I I, I just I, I would feel better as a Titans fan if he was a number two. Right. Like, I, like the fact that you're putting all your eggs in this basket that you're still not sure about kind of worries me. And I, I think he would be more productive as a number two where he's not getting all of the attention from the defense. And I, I just think the whole wide receiver one thing is a little overrated because like have the Titans ever had a top 15 wide receiver one outside of Derek Mason? And AJ Brown, maybe like one, one or two years there. No, no, they've never had that. that they've been, been able to find success. They've been able to make a Super Bowl. They've been able to win the division. They've been able to secure the one seed. I mean, but, like they've, but they, they've done all these things they, without a. Wide but they've receiver. done it all. But they've they've secured the one seed. They secured the one seed one with AJ Brown. They they went to the Super Bowl with with guys like Derek Mason, Kevin Dyson, like guys that were clear wide receiver talents. When they haven't had those, that's when they've struggled. 
I mean, even in 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 uh in when they went thirteen and three that year with Kerry Collins, who was their wide receiver one? Yeah, that's a good. <laughs> I mean, like like that Brandon it's, Jones. It, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 literally a position that has plagued this franchise, and th- that that's one of the reasons why AJ Brown was such a breath of fresh air. Where it was like. Here we go. We finally, not only do we have an answer at that position, we have an answer who is coveted by most of the league. And he's ours. Mm -hmm. And nothing's going to give that up except for some drunken bender on draft night (laughs) with a GM who will be out of work in six months. Yeah. No, you're right. No, you're totally right. But I just, I look at teams and like I'm looking at Mike Clay's list right now and he's got the Denver Broncos at 12. They've, they've got Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, Marvin Mims, KJ Hamler. None of those guys are a top, you, you know, 15 wide receiver in the league. No, but I would they've got Jerry a bunch Judy of in a heartbeat. Oh, absolutely. And we were talking about trading for him last season. Like, yeah. they, those guys might not necessarily be the, the bona fide wide receiver one that we're looking for, but they've got like three wide receiver twos. Yeah. Yeah, no, they do. And which is, you know, it's like it's more it's more than what the freaking Titans have. The Titans, I don't the Titans have four wide receiver fives. Yeah, well, maybe one wide receiver, two. I would say Traylon Burks is a wide receiver, too. <laughs> okay, like we're still in we're I mean, the Falcons at straws right now. The Falcons are 31st, Texans 30th. And neither of the I mean, Robert Woods is a Texans wide receiver, too, behind Nico Cobb. That, like, that's just as disgusting. That makes me just a sick. But. But that's we went off topic a little here with the wide receivers, but yeah, still obviously we're upset. It's amazing to me that an NFL franchise can be so futile at one position, like be so barren. You know, it's like it's literally like going to a millionaire's house and opening up their pantry and not finding any food. It's like, how is this possible? You're a millionaire. Why? How do you not have better? And look, we've got to give the Titans they're they're due i mean like we 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 can't write this wide receiver room off right now like this is what it's going to be entering camp we know the titans are going to sign a veteran wide receiver so when they inevitably re-sign tyrone calico to a new deal this <laughs> wide receiver room will be better yeah that gosh i mean why not at this point but while they don't have they or they haven't really ever had a wide receiver one, they've always had like a top 15 running back, it seems like. Like even DeMarco Murray after the Cowboys was successful. Travis Henry was a thousand yard rusher. I mean, they've all they've had so many different one thousand yard guys and two two thousand yard dudes. Like they that's where they make it up, and that's why the Titans identity hasn't shifted in two decades, which is frustrating because you got to get with the times. Right. But also, right. you got to play to your team's strengths. And, you know, it's when you have Derrick Henry back there, it doesn't make sense to throw it 40 times a game. It reminds me of a couple of summers ago when we were like, man, AJ Brown needs a compliment. AJ Brown needs a compliment. And they went out and got Julio Jones, and we all got so excited. It was and a good it, try. It, it carried us through the summer. And we all will get excited again when the Titans inevitably sign Anquan Bolden. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when. Oh, God, please do it. When Reggie Wayne is in two-tone blue, you guys are going to be saying you're sorry, okay? Yeah, I just hope Marvin Harrison doesn't sign a deal down here and start a car wash because that's just not going to be a safe place to be. Look, Donald Driver, we need you. (laughs) 
All right. Um, okay. Is there, was there anything else? I think, oh, oh, the Titans, they, uh, Titans made some uh, front office rearrangements. Kind they, of a weird move, right? A little, yeah, a little weird. Like, what's going on there? It, uh, so they let go of our guy, um, um, freaking Ryan Cowden, who was, who interviewed for the GM was, job, was getting like multiple interviews for GM jobs. Yeah. Not just with the Titans. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, he was interviewed uh, by a couple of teams for their GM opening, and the Titans said, "See ya, buddy." They uh, he's no longer listed on the team's official website. He was um, uh, people kind of assumed, you know, I, I guess like when you do apply for a job and you don't get it, someone else gets that job. Odds Awkward. are, like. Yeah, it is awkward. You know, you're probably not going to be at that company for much longer. And it's probably it it very well could be a mutual thing. I don't know there. And but, he was like uh, he was part of that like three-headed monster with J Rob and Monty Austin Fort. J Rob fired mm -hmm. Austin Fort in Arizona. Right. Ryan Calden, who used to have such an influence in there. I mean, his his opinion probably doesn't factor in as much as it used to. Yeah, I wonder if Calden could very well be following Austin Fort to Arizona. Who knows? Makes or, sense. Good thought. Or John Robinson to John Robinson's Jackson. lake house. Yeah. Yeah. Grab a beer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that lake house. Wasn't that where the, uh, with the singing video. Yeah. But wasn't that, wasn't that lake house where the Jadavian Clowney signing happened on the boat out there? Per, or perhaps, or was that I, where I, the Julio Jones? That was the Julio. One Jones of the two. Thing. It was one of the two. They were on the boat. Yeah. We were so excited for a free agent that panned out to, be nothing that happens so much with titans fans um the titans uh have begun restructuring like the entire front office so uh, look this is a, i'm gonna read this it's gonna be nothing to you but we're just doing it to fill time because there's it's the two things that are interesting and, I, and i'll be quick about them when you're done i love that jack jack will always find interesting things in things that are the most boring and mundane so max curtis <laughs> is the new player personnel coordinator um Okay. Bryce Wasserman is the director of uh, team strategy. He was staff counsel last year. And then John uh, uh, Stryker, or no, no, what is it? Stretch. Um, stretch. Yeah. It's, is it Stretcher, though? Is I think it, I think I, it's like Stretcher. I don't know. Who cares? Stretcher. They, stretcher, they call, but they, they AKA stretch. stretch. Yeah. yeah. You, you hear Vrabel talk about Stretch all the time. He is now the director of football. Uh, administration and Anthony Robinson has been hired as a second assistant GM on the team. He is going to be, uh, he was the former Atlanta Falcons college scouting director. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like uh, good news that we got that guy. Cause the Falcons have always been known for great college scouting. They've and, had good uh, drafts lately. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. Uh, and he is—he has been hired as the assistant GM, giving uh, Chad Brinker, who was also assistant GM, a uh, like the two of them will be assistant GMs under Rand Carth. That's your new three-headed monster. The, the the two interesting things, and Anthony Robinson is not just John Robinson in a mustache and fake glasses. Um, he's going to be taking. Are over we sure about that? He's going to be taking over pro and college scouting, which is good because that's kind of what Rand Carthon did in San Fran. But obviously, as the GM, he's going to have a much bigger role and have you know a much more full plate. So Robinson can still do what Carthon did well in San Fran without Carthon ignoring some of his major responsibilities as GM, 
Brinker kind of the right-hand man now. But I thought the stretch thing was interesting. He keeps climbing the ladder over there, dude. I think he's a GM in the making down the road. And I, I know that Rabel won't want to let him go because stretch was for a while there, and he may still have this role. I have no idea. The guy who would tell Rabel, you know, whether it was worth it or not to go for fourth and short here at this yeah. part of the field, whether whether yeah. it made sense he, to kick a field goal. He was the decision guy. He is literally like a, a right-hand man to Vrabel. And frankly, I don't want to know what Vrabel is like without Stretch in his life. So that's a guy it's like you want to keep on staff for as yeah. long as possible. He's got to be the most underrated employee in that building. Yeah. I I think you I think you're very well onto something I, with look having a ten thousand foot view of what goes on inside that building and just through hearsay uh, through others and everything that to me is, is is I think you're spot on with that a very good thing I like can we go back real quick to the conspiracy that uh, Anthony Robinson is just <laughs> John Robinson in a in a Scooby Doo mask is that <laughs> something like in, in are we should we start saying in a Rob we trust? You'll you'll find out pretty quickly whether or not John Robinson is showing up not to scout well, these players, but to just I hang mean, out in the medical rooms at, at these colleges. Look, the signs are kind of all there. Look at this last draft with your with your second pick. You trade up to get a quarterback. Just after that, you draft a running back who should be a, a good complement back to Derrick Henry, who also doesn't have an ACL now red Bryant said it doesn't matter because Frank Gordon right right the only thing different between last year's draft and this year's draft was trading a superstar in the first round (laughs) and by all reports coming out it sounds like the Titans tried to do that they tried to (laughs) trade up and get rid of someone to trade up so are we sure Anthony Robinson isn't just John Robinson it's look they don't look alike I'll tell you that much but uh, do do we go full on in a Rob we trust? Has it been too is it too soon to to turn? I'm, I'm look. You know me. You know me. How I feel about this this last draft. I'm still. Uh, uh, I mean, but he didn't. I, he didn't. He. I think he probably draft. He helped the Falcons in the draft, right? Yeah, because he was he was officially re- uh, hired like after, right? He. I think he was like hired on like the Sunday, or it was announced on like the Sunday after the draft. Yeah, so, so. he may not have had a big role in their thing if he knew he was moving on. Oh, anyway, well, look, Titans rookie minicamp this weekend. Um, we'll see a lot of like tweets, and uh, we'll we'll have the, you'll have people on uh, on Twitter orgasming over uh, just seeing guys do ladder drills and freaking out at the footwork and the explosiveness from um, guys like uh, Tajay Spears and um, Skaronsky. You're gonna you're gonna see a lot of like, oh, check out the great footwork from Skaronsky. You're gonna see a lot of people like yeah. try and make something out of this weekend that it really isn't. Can Kyle Phillips do rookie minicamp again? Can he just be like a, a an evergreen rookie minicamp invite? Jack, the saddest post I saw on Titans Reddit this week. It, not the saddest. I'm not gonna say the saddest. I'm gonna say I was the gonna most say, man, Tennessee. Like, you gotta be in a dark place the, here. The most Titans post on titans reddit this week and the headline is just kyle phillips sleeper season and um and that's just kind of going back to our conversation about the wide receivers and how it's a position that has always plagued this team why is it that we it always has to be 
We always have to, like, we put all of our eggs in the basket of hopefully a guy like Kyle Phillips will have a sleeper season. Like, like we're all sleeping on Kyle Phillips. Why can we not have a wide receiver that we're fully blown awake about? Like a guy that we are just like all in, like, oh, yeah, he, we know he's going to ball out. Like a sure Why, thing, a known commodity. A sure thing that, like, we're not like, hey, you know, if Kyle Phillips has a great year, the Titans could have a great year. Why not? When AJ Brown has a great year, we know the Titans are going to have a great year. Like, why, 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 why does it always have to be this? Like, hey, if Chig, if Chig builds off of his success last year, look out for the Titans, man. It, it's always these ifs. It's always these extreme hypotheticals. The only sure thing we know on the Tennessee Titans is Ryan. I mean, is uh, is Derrick Henry? That's the only sure thing that we we're guaranteed to get. You know. Feel good about the defense too. Fifteen hundred yards, yeah, and the defense, and the defense. But like everything else, it's always like it's always like, oh well, if Traylon Burks can can have a breakout year, what if Traylon Burks gets turf toe again? What if he gets? What if his asthma flares up and he has to miss a week? You know, like that was I, like, a one time thing. I'm just sick and tired. It's the most Titans thing ever, where we always like we well, always it, like trying to hype ourselves up over things that are like any other NFL team would laugh over. Because it's not that great. And this isn't a knock at Titans fans. This is a knock at the Titans. I think it's got something as to do an organization with overall. Whether or not every Titans fan is willing to admit this, the Titans have an underdog mentality that carries over to the fan base. Like you, and, you and it is for, always, yes, yeah. You, you pull for the guy who isn't supposed to have the biggest role or maybe is supposed to contribute in special teams, like a Kyle Phillips, like a Khalif Raymond. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that, that that's kind of where it stems from. And also I mean, the fact that, like, you you hit it on the head. They're, they have no guys that are, like, fully awake. There aren't any for sure things. Yeah, no, so everyone you, is sleeping. It's, it's everyone's sleeper season. You're wishfully thinking that one of these underdogs, who you're not expecting much from, blows yeah. up. I and look, you are right. And I, and I actually I actually do like when the Titans enter a season under the radar. I, I prefer that, honestly, because I do like that. I do like that underdog mentality and I like shocking people. I like turning heads. I like no one expecting the Titans to do anything and then the Titans doing something mm -hmm. and people being like, We need to start talking about the Titans. I love that. I and I hate when the people are expecting the Titans to do something because that's most of the time when they let us down. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so I so so yeah, I say all this and I do I do actually like being that underdog mentality. But yeah, it's just I don't know. I just get so annoyed. Anyway, all right. Schedule we release get, Thursday. Schedule release Thursday. Uh bets as to uh Europe opponent. Oh man. Well, it's gonna be in London, isn't it? Yeah, in London. I don't think it'll be the Jags. I don't I think that they'd want to play a divisional game out there. But also, it's Titans-Jags, and it gets no ratings, and it's like on at 9.30 in the morning. So it could be Titans-Jags. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm leaning either. I, I think Seahawks. I'm thinking it's Seattle Seahawks and or my next pick would be uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah, that would be fun. Because you can beat the Bucks. Yeah, you can beat the Bucs. Seahawks would not be fun to wake up at 9.30 and see them probably lose to the Seahawks. Yeah, Gino would ride back from overseas. I know, yeah. And, and with that. really good calligraphy because they're really big about penmanship over in England. Yeah, true. <laughs> All right, well, those are our bets. Uh, so. Okay.
Did you place one? What did What did you say? What did you? Uh, you I I think you, I, I I said not the Jags, but then I like my brain but came around and now okay, so, I believe okay. it's going to be the Jags. <laughs> you did not vocalize that, so I'm glad we got that out of you. All right, so you are Jags. <laughs> yeah. So when Jack said not the Jags, what he meant was all right. Jags. Yeah, I'm, it's the Jags. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll figure that out on Thursday. And then next week, we got Amy Wells from the OTP joining us. Uh, looking forward to that. She is always fun. And Amy, uh, uh, always fun with her. So you have that to look forward to for next week. And uh, if, if you're a Titans rookie, the shows your damn good footwork this weekend. Can't wait to see it. Um, I am at Austin Huff on Twitter. You can follow me. Follow Jack at Jack A. Gentry. Follow the podcast at Tighten Up Pod on Twitter, at Tighten Up Podcast on Instagram. Jack, oh, and of course, A to Z Sports on all of the social channels. Jack, you got anything for the road? Nothing for the road. The desert starts here soon, Austin. I just hope that uh, you brought your walking sandals. Man, you know, I, goodness, it is, the sand is already hot. I am burning the bottoms of my feet and we have just begun our venture into this desert, this barren desert of off season content. Rookie minicamp may be our last chance for a nice little handful of water. Look, we're not going to be able to talk Morgan Wally on every week of the podcast. Okay. <laughs> like 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe I mean, we can how many how many people tried out our podcast for the first time this week and turned it off within like five minutes of us talking Morgan Wallen? They won't be back. They will not. We'll never get those people back. It'll be, it's like Morgan's vocal cords. They're gone. We may never see them again. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, we love you guys. Remember, rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. Leave us four and a half stars. In the comments, say four and a half stars go to the Tighten Up Idiots. 0.5 stars go to Buck. And we will see you next week. We love you guys. Remember, we're all in this together. We're going to get through this offseason together. We love you. With all that said, until next week. Tighten up. They're the Tennessee Titans. They're the Tennessee Titans. They'll keep on fighting all the way. They're the Tennessee Titans. They're the